Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, we had two world champions with us simultaneously today. Mm. Uh, they're the world nettle-eating champions. And uh, I think it gives hope for us all if it we does. want to be world champions. So definitely have a listen to that. Um, we had a bit of a chat about various yeah, things. It's a slightly loose beginning to the show. Andy had a bit of a turn, as you'll hear. <laughs> and Rupert Bell joined us from Glorious Goodwood. Yes. Um, and we discussed some Goodwood facts. We did. So if you, you don't know much about the meeting, prepare to be um, informed. So uh, here it all is. <laughs> Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. I've got some good Goodwood facts, actually. I've never been. It looks like a great meeting. Um, but did you know that Goodwood was uh, the location for the first flag start on a British race course? Previously, the clerk had just shouted, Go! Uh, but after, <laughs> one year after a dis- disastrous <clears throat> start was caused by an elderly deaf starter who had a speech impediment. Is that true? That so he did a, uh, a g- 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 go! He did <laughs> one of those, didn't he? It was a bit like run-around. You must have yeah. done, really. A whopping 600 bags of fertiliser are used throughout the year to prepare the racing surface. Oh, yeah. Like this show, yeah. And, uh, How much well, we have more fertilizer than that? <laughs> Some of your gags, you can over three or four tons a day. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah, yeah. A Panama hat, a Panama hat, a Panama. Oh, okay. Hat. Did right, I say yeah. Panama hat? Yeah, just feel free I meant to. Panama yeah. hat. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not a hop hat. A Panama hat is a traditional. Oh, who are you? You had a drink. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, you that's had a drink this morning. It was in. I haven't. Oh, Panama hat. Oh. <laughs> Honestly. Blimey. Anyway. Well, you're reading this stuff out, Andy. Not really reading Intonate, it. love. Come on. I'm trying to... You're I'm five try, minutes in, love. You're I'm not even work, five minutes in. I'm trying to work with the material. I'm not just reading it out for, <laughs> verbatim. Okay. Uh, anyway, King Edward VII. Oh, is he coming in? No, he isn't. In 1906, okay. he shocked the fashion world. Two different but, stories. By ditching his top hat. Bad news for, uh, what's his name? Rupert Bell? No, the other chap that we will speak to every Ellis year. Martin Ellis Jones. <laughs> we speak to him every year. We have for 15 years, and he can't remember I his know, name. I was going to call him Edward Ellis Jones again, but I knew that wasn't his name, so yeah. I thought I'd just bluff it. Anyway, he ditched his top hat and tails for a linen suit and a Panama, and it became a fashion. That's I mean, because in, in baseball, it was a kind of presidential-led, the seventh-inning mm. stretch, of course, was led by a president who wanted to mm. kind of, he was finding the game a bit long. So stood up. In the, so when he took his hat off, Edward the Seventh, surely there should be mm. a little moment at Goodwood after a certain race where we all take, and nobody wears a top hat, though, anymore. It doesn't really work. Well, it was a Panama it? hat, wasn't Oh, it? was it a Panama hat? Or yeah. was it a Panama hat? <laughs> 
I've got no idea. Who knows? You did say top hat just now, though. You said he took his top hat off. No, no, he replaced his top hat. He ditched his top hat. Ah, ditched his top hat. Yeah, and then he, he wore I'm sorry a about hat. this. I didn't want to go down. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> I don't know. I'm where just I'm now. Going I'm either. now going with it. <laughs> Start an argument over Talk nothing. Hats. Yeah. <laughs> Our well, new station. I've heard worse. <laughs> yeah. anyway, the Sun Racing Tipster is a bloke called Eamon Hames. I was thinking, is his wife Ruth? Yeah. <laughs> Quite similar, could, could similar, well be, yeah, similar yeah. name, really. Mm. And the tabloids are very... Obs- I'm moving away from Goodwood now. Okay. They're very obsessed with seagulls. I mean, honestly, the star have got a real vendetta against seagulls. So basically, they, they're suggesting that you tie a chain to your house... Seriously. Well, in case the the, the seagull drags it away. No, people are being urged to ward off seagulls by tying a chain to their homes and shaking it when they see one. If that foolproof plan fails, the council bosses suggest that people wave a towel or white cloth at them out of the window. It's a bit like a kind of matador thing going on. They might come for it, might not they? No. uh, I mean, really, where I live and where you live, how often do you see seagulls? I mean, if you live on the... This is for people who live on the coast, isn't it? Well, of course it is, but I like to broadcast for people who live on the coast. And also, (laughs) uh, a speedy seagull, the sun tells us today, has been hailed as the world's fastest after flying from the Channel Islands to Spain in a week. I don't know if it was carrying a chihuahua. Oh, come on, that's a bit dark. He never came back, (laughs) Gizmo. I I felt I was a bit gutted to hear that yesterday. I thought, when I'd read that story, (laughs) I thought the, the dog had been picked up and the owners had got to. I had no, no idea it. No, he never came never, back. That's a great shame. Only he had a chain. As a dog owner, Andy, you would not see the funny side of that. <laughs> no, I don't see the funny Although, side. Although, come and have a go if you want to have a go at my Labrador. Good luck trying to get that off the ground. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. Ever. Now, um, yeah. Solomon Rondon's only been in China for five minutes, but he's mm. making friends. Um, he said yesterday, my children are the perfect age to learn about different countries, cultures and languages. Mm. That's nice, that's nice. Yeah. He's obviously getting on side with the culture. People told me the food was strange. They said, maybe you'll eat cat or dog. But it's not been like that. <laughs> oh, thought, yeah. yeah. You haven't done that much work on the culture, <laughs> have you, really? But uh, well, anyway. It was the same thing was said uh, when Gareth Bale was on the weekend was going to play in China and go and do that deal. Mm. It said... Uh, the Sunday Mirror ran this piece and it said Gareth who wed uh, school sweetheart Emma last month will make the sacrifice to secure their financial future you think yeah I don't think he'd be on the bins in five years (laughs) couldn't he he'd been earning 600 grand a week I don't think he needs to worry about it and then it said um, a friend said they didn't learn Spanish so I can't see Gareth learning Mandarin anytime soon and he's not much of a fan of Chinese food even when he's home like (laughs) like you can't buy any other food there (laughs) Yeah, honestly, wouldn't it have been good though ridiculous. that aiming for this move to China, saying I'll show him. He was now fluent in Mandarin, absolutely <laughs> fluent. And so I mean, he was already, more. and now he's not going. Yeah, and he's. But would it, next time he does a press conference mm. for Madrid, he should do it in fluent Mandarin. <laughs> Mandarin, he should. Yeah, for a lot. there we are. Really annoy him. The, I mean, you, yeah. I mean, the food there. It, it's interesting, really. You can get any food in Shanghai, in my experience. Any. Hamburgers, steaks, tally, anything. Yeah, yeah. But my son used to delight in take the last night. Usually, when, when we visited him, when he was living there over the ten-year period, he'd, he'd always take us to some sort of really sort of obscure place, and he knew that I wouldn't be able to eat any of it. He, he what used to do what it sort of stuff would they have on then, Andy? Well, a lot of it I, you couldn't really describe. I remember him eating the whole prawn, the prawn heads. Prawn, prawn heads. The prawn heads wasn't a great thing. Well, a bit crunchy, aren't they? Yeah, and and well, I think you suck them basically. 
sucking, sucking on a, What's the matter with you? You're sucking on a prawn's head. <laughs> That's Sounds like one of those, yeah. <laughs> what are they like, Andy? Got a face like a bloke sucking a prawn's head. Yeah, no, you're sucking a prawn's head. <laughs> and some very, very obscure stuff that just, I couldn't even describe, but I just, it would come along and I'd think, well, I'm not eating that. But then I am quite Insects and, and, and stuff. Yeah, but he yeah. loves all that stuff, you know, but, but generally, you know, and Solomon Rondon will be all right. Okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, I think, I think the I'm money will help. pleased for him. So, um, this afternoon, we're going to get you working on something very quickly. Um, you probably... We've been trying to get the good people on, but they seem a bit reticent because they have taken quite a lot of flack. This is uh, Rochester Cathedral mm. in Kent. Uh, we did mention it the other week. Um, they're hoping to bring in a younger uh, congregation uh, by installing... A, a crazy golf course. So you're there, you are in a meeting, a mm. diocese meeting. You thinking, how can we get more young people engaged in the church? Who's the first person who goes? What about crazy golf course? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Why didn't we think of that before? I, I um, think it's more suitable with ten bin bowling. Well, I mean, cricket, indoor cricket indoor would be good. Cricket would be straight tremendous. down the straight down the centre there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Congregation of Uncertainty, as our, uh, as our producer quite <laughs> rightly said earlier on. Not everybody thinks it's a good idea. A lot of people don't think it's a good idea. Tim Stanley, writing an editorial piece in today's Telegraph, uh, thinks it's, uh, this is, he says, in that spirit, cathedrals were designed precisely to remind you of your place in this celestial order, to make you feel small to awe you into belief. When you stick a mini golf course is that in a right? cathedral. I never knew that. Well, I mean, this, is, this probably is his reading of it. I mean, oh, you okay. know. Um, when you. <laughs> We can have a theological conversation <laughs> slash architectural conversation <laughs> I about they, that. They made them big because they wanted to get a lot of people. Only inside. if you put your Hanama hat on. Um, <laughs> yeah. Now, of course, it's supposed to, you know, all that gold and, and you know, it's, it's, you're supposed to be awestruck by the thing. Oh, of it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. You Otherwise, it'll look like a prefab, wouldn't it? Um, although, of course, let's not go down this route because, yeah, anyway. Yes. Uh, when you stick a mini golf course in a cathedral, it doesn't bring the community closer mm. so much as it strips the building of its original intent and pushes God further away. It is an act of desecration, no less. Well, uh, you could read it that way, I suppose. Yeah. So, um, they've taken some stick. So, if not crazy golf, what? What about driving range? <laughs> I think that would be wrong. There's a lot of stained glass. So, <laughs> if true. not crazy golf, uh, what else could they have uh, done? But this is I've never, be, I've never been to. Um, have you been to Rochester Cathedral? It sounds fantastic. It looks fantastic. I can't say it? I have. It survived the Norman Conquest, two fires in the 12th century, several several rounds of pillaging, apparently, uh, but it's still there. Uh, founded in AD 604, and now it's the home of crazy golf. <laughs> you can't see why people are upset, really. So let us know, talksport.com. But on the other hand, you've got to get people in, haven't you? you want yeah, you've got to get, but, but how? I mean, do you know mm. what? I'm, 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 I'm not a religious person, Mr. Faulty, but I do, um, mm. I kind of... But it's not like they're putting a bar in there, is it? No, it's not, but it's something, I don't mm. know, something doesn't quite feel right no, about no, the whole know thing, you, you know? Yeah, no such bird as a seagull, they're gulls, says Andy in Bristol. Uh, normally, the large gulls are the lesser uh, black-backed gulls. Most gulls spend the majority of their time on or over land. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much, Andy Wikipedia in Bristol. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. We're delighted to say now we bring you not one but two world championships. To, to, sorry, champions. One, two champions together because mm. they have just won the uh, world uh, nettle eating championship. Tremendous. Uh, Lindy Rogers, the women's champion. Tony Jace is the men's champion. Good afternoon to you both. Good afternoon. <laughs> Lindy, we'll start with you. Uh, many congratulations. Was, was this the first time you've competed? 
Yeah, very, very first time in my whole life and never eaten a nettle in my life before. So definitely a first of all firsts. Well, you didn't even train for the competition. You just turned up on the day and thought, I'll have 46 feet of nettles, why not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only went to spectate, honest. Really? Really? So, I mean, Tony, I mean, are you an old hand at this or was this your first time? No, it's my first time. Oh, we are struggling with your line. Yeah, uh, we're going to try and get we'll try and get Tony back. He's the small man in a box. Mm. Um, sorry, Lindy, we'll come back to you while we try and get Tony back. So, so I was I was going to I was trying to establish this because there must be, uh, you know, what was it like first time you tried it was in a, in a competitive environment. I mean, what did you expect to be? You probably expected to get the inside of your mouth stung, didn't you? Yeah, I think ignorance was probably my, my best tool in this case because uh, we were confronted with five two-foot stalks on our table. Each of us had a table, and we were given a very brief instruction about just picking off the big leaves and eating them and then throwing the stalk on the ground where we finished with it. So I thought, right, there's only one way to do this. I uh, picked off five leaves, screwed them up quite tight together, dipped them in my cider, well, pear and apple cider, mm-hmm. And down they went. No problem. So that's your technique. When we watch the mm. World Hot Dog Eating Championships, mm. they dunk the buns in water, don't they? So so your little technique is dipping them in cider. That, that, that yeah. seems to help. Yeah. Do about five lots of, you know, dip them in and chew them sort of thing and then have a good swig of cider to help them go on down and, and just keep going. I, I lost count after about 12 or 13. I was absolutely amazed when the... The judge said 23. Amazing. Wow. Do you, I mean, do you normally eat a lot of salad? Are you somebody that can... <laughs> yeah, but I, I have a nice vinaigrette on my salad. Yeah, you kind of have to dip it in cider. cider That's bit. a rocky road, day, is, Lindy. If you start dipping all your salad in cider, that's not a good idea, Did, did you get stung at all? Yeah, I, my fingers, well, all my fingertips and, and tip, ball of my thumb were really tingly. Mm. Day Sunday and most of yesterday, but actually everything feels quite normal today. <laughs> Tony has rejoined us. Then we got him on a better line. Hi again, Tony. Hello there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, I mean, have you got any techniques to kind of help the nettles down, dipping it in cider, etc.? No, well, not? not really. I just uh, stripped the stems, laid them on top of each other so there's about half an inch thick, and then just piled into it as best as I could. <laughs> Can you, as you're sort of in the competition, I'm looking at the photos now, can you tell how your competitors are doing? Do you know if you're winning or not? Well, sort of, because if you look down to their feet, you could see how many stalks that they'd gone through. Hmm. I could see my pile mounting up, but I didn't really think I was going to beat everyone. But uh, after halfway through, they started to taste a bit like mackerel. It was a bit off-putting, so I needed a sweeter drink like Coca-Cola. That helped perfect. Did you say it tastes like mackerel? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Wow. After about half hour, 20 minutes, it did start to take a bit, taste a bit fishy. <laughs> did wow, your that's... tongue get stung or something? <laughs> oh, right. yeah, loads of stungs around my chin, lips, hands. Oh, no. Wow, wait. Are there dock uh, leaves on the sides? Well, you know. Yeah, does there, is there, is the, do you have the dock leave antidote? Do you, is, that, is that nearby or not? <laughs> Uh, well, I couldn't, I couldn't eat another green thing all day. Yeah, that's it. What did you try? Did you have any sort of antidote, Lindy? Do they, they suggest anything, the organisers, to take the sting away? Well, I did actually call for dock leaves, but nobody seemed to hear. Oh. Uh, and my children wondered if I had dock leaves in the loo instead of loo roll. But I, 
<laughs> what a thought. Well, I don't think we want to go there, really. <laughs> <laughs> and so, it's at the Bottle Inn, isn't it? So this is the traditional that's, that's home traditional of it. venue. Yeah. Yeah, it but, looks like a lovely old pub. Yeah. Is this, Tony, you went there to compete. You didn't go there just to watch like Lindy. Well, no, and, we, were, we went up to watch because we lived just behind the bottle in. Right. Cottage there, so we went up to watch and I wanted to see these hardcore stinging little eaters. <laughs> and then uh, the, my partner, my great niece, put my name down. And I thought, I don't really fancy this. So I slipped off on the side, the net one or two, just to see how painful it was. It wasn't actually too bad. So I thought, oh, I'm going to have a go on this. And you'll give it a go. And you're both champions. Reluctantly, you know, you, you set off that day as spectators and you came home as champions. There's not many yeah. world <laughs> events that you can... You certainly unusual. couldn't do that in the 100 metres, could you, at the <laughs> Olympics? It'd be quite difficult. <laughs> it would be quite difficult. So, you, uh, uh, Linda, you planning to keep this up? You're going to go and defend your title next year? Oh, I think I'd have to. It'd be rude not to, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think, I think it, it would really. be. Yeah. Do you live locally? Is it a bit of a schlep for you or is it, or is it quite close? I'm a bit further away, so I'm down in Bridport. Oh, okay. Which is not that far. That's no. miles, I suppose, for us. And did you get a prize, Lindy? Did you get what do you get? Well, most beautiful trophy. Oh. I treasure it. It's on my mantelpiece as I speak. It's great. So what a talking point. People yeah. who don't know you you'd gone down there say, what, what did you get that for? Oh yeah, nettle eating. It's gonna be a bit of a shock to the did system. Did you get the one that's the trophy, the silver thing, or the or the one with the gold star? I got the gold star. Oh, right. very nice. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. And what about you, there. Tony? You, you're going to go back in next year? As, as... Oh, yes, I don't mind. It was quite fun. Yeah. It's a slight stomachache the next day, but... That's uh... <laughs> <Sounds> terrific. <laughs> <laughs> it's taken its toll, yeah, isn't it? It was worth it for the cup. Yeah, of, of course. course. Was, yeah. Well, look, congratulations yeah. to you both. You're world champions, uh, and uh, yeah, you can dwell on that for the Look next. Forward to seeing your BBC months. Sports Personality. Of the yeah, year. Sports Personality. Yeah, eating nettles with Gary Lineker and Claire Balding. I think that would be a winner. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Lindy. Thank you, Tony. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport But I think we can actually head to Goodwood now 
um, Rupert Bell uh, is there, of course. Good afternoon, Rupert. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Andy. I have got a bat at Panama. Mm. It has blown away more times than I care to think about today. And so it's even more battered. So, um, mm. but that's, it's, it's loved. It's much loved. How Price. old is it? How old is your uh, Panama? It's, it's not that old, but it, it's about eight years. So it's got a little battered. <laughs> and uh, but um, I'm I'm not allowed to. Uh, I can't wear it at the moment because I've got headphones on. Right. And, that would um, look funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, you have to wear Alan Brazil's headphones in the extra large set he's yeah. got. So uh, no Panama uh, at the moment. But I do have it with me. I've got two of them. Uh, and uh, a trilby in tow as well, right, just right. in case. So, um, so I, I, I'm, I want the trilby to come back. Um, glorious Goodwood, of course. Not, not so glorious today. I mean, I, normally the weather here is, is pretty good for this meeting, isn't it? Uh, well, last year was lovely. I remember two years ago, a Sussex Stakes Day, which is what we have tomorrow. I've never been so cold. What we've had the problem is a bit of driving rain, but very strong winds here today. So that's, you know, but it's still, it's not misty. We can see everything. It's still the most picturesque race course um, as I look from the grandstand across the Sussex Downs Trundle Hill uh, Dean Saunders is not a million miles away. he was obsessed with the cows this morning um, yes. uh, but those cows those cows have been moved uh, you're doing a gag are you? <laughs> no but I, I realised when I said it that it, uh, I gave, I gave, for you I gave a bit of extra me- emphasis just, uh, yes, I thought uh, you did. Uh, so they, they have gone uh, but it has been a, a sort of miserable miserable day which is nothing worse this is a, meant to be a garden party feel to it it doesn't have the sort of social um, element that Ascot does or some of the other festivals but this one is more of a, a garden party feel to, and to be enjoyed hopefully in a very lovely sunny day but that will be alright for the rest of the week so today no problem The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport Paul Hawksby and Jacobs here on TalkSport coming up. We'll tell you more about the documentary on uh, TalkSport this evening at 9 o'clock. South London Talent Factory, Jordan Jarrett Bryan has put it together for us and we'll mm. hear from a uh, uh, host of top names, including Ian Wright and Wilf Zaha and Roy Hodgson and others. And, and Jordan will tell us more about that. We'll bring you live racing at 3.35, the uh, Qatar Goodwood Cup with Stradivarius going for mm. the hat-trick in this uh, particular race. And uh, Rupert Bell will uh, give us a bit of background and call them home for us as well. And we are talking um, intellectual property and mm. uh, trademarking. Uh, Liverpool, uh, f- the football club, are in the news for that. But uh, we'll put it into some kind of context uh, a little bit later on. Uh, you, we, we mentioned earlier on that the World Net Leading Championships, uh, John Nettles wasn't there, which seems like a wasted opportunity. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, 80, the Spurs fan, says, I bumped into John Nettles yesterday. In uh, at a ho- hotel in Heathrow. <laughs> Apropos of Apropos. pretty much you just nothing. saw him. Sightings of John Nettles, <laughs> if you've seen him recently. Mention the World Netley in Championship and see if he's if he's ever been tempted. Mike yeah. in Brum said they should definitely invite, uh, it's one for the teenagers, Dixon of Doc Leaves. Uh, he should be invited. Producer doesn't know who that is. Okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, Gary <laughs> says, uh, if the trophies were stolen, um, would they be found mm. again by Prickles the dog? Very much. Not bad. And It was, it was flawed, Dixon of Doc Green. It was very, very flawed. Well, don't start deconstructing a show that hasn't been on for 40 years. <laughs> I've never got over this. I wouldn't open with it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm what do you mean I wouldn't? What do you mean the, what was flawed about it? It was a cop show, wasn't it? Well, it, it was, but he'd always appear at the start of the show saying, you know, uh, about the and the, about the episode you were about to see. So any jeopardy that he had during the show, 
you knew he was going to be all right because he he already said. Well, it was Saturday Night Light Entertainment, know, wasn't it? You know. I mean, it was it was it was never going to no be the wire, it. was it? <laughs> no, it certainly wasn't the wire. That's for sure. <laughs> well, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. Will it next year? Says Joanne in Warrington. Mm. Will it be streamed on Netflix? That's very good, <laughs> very Joanne. Good. Very good. <laughs> so, just some of the things you're saying about the World Nettle Eating <laughs> Championships. Perfect. Uh, congratulations to Tom Stuker, an American man who's become wow. the world's Tom most Stuker. That's his name. The world's most f- frequent flyer. I don't know if that's a sport. Not in, not in a Stuka, I take it. <laughs> no. Uh, 21 million miles he's fl- he's flown. Has he? Uh, yeah. Which is tremendous, isn't it? He said that he, uh, he loves... What does he ev- do for a living? I don't know. He says he loves everything about flying. I mean, he would say that, wouldn't he, really? You'd be a nightmare. You'd never eat, would you? Well, you no, I'd, I'd bring me own. Permanently. I've got a feeling, I'd though, with 21 million air miles, he probably never, ever goes, or as Goffey would say, turn right, and probably always turns left. Uh... Others marvelled at his accumulated air miles, his complimentary cocktails and his effortless fluency with the in-flight entertainment system. Not that impressed with your effortless fluency. <laughs> he said he was inspired. This is a bit of sport for you. Yeah. He was inspired by the competitive eater Joey Chestnut, who's dominated the hot dog guzzling contest on Coney Island for more than a decade. He said, I mean, why does Joey Chestnut eat hot dogs? I really just love everything about flying. I don't really get that, but that's what it says here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's not. I mean, flying that much constantly is probably not good. He probably fly more than a pilot does. <laughs> not a pilot wouldn't put that many hours in. But he's sixty-five. They, really. He doesn't seem to have done him any no. any harm. He's a car sales consultancy uh, dealership. No, he's sorry. Is he? He's, he's a dealership. Co- no, he's the co-founder of Automotive Training Network, a car sales consultancy. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that. Wait, at all. <laughs> it's just words, mate. None of it makes any sense. No, if I let that stop me, now we, you know, we've been trying speak. to we've been trying to speak to the person behind a <laughs> uh, a Twitter feed, which I'm, many of you, at least forty nine point mm. three uh, thousand of you, are aware of. But it's a lot of fun. It, it, the person behind it seems a mm. bit reluctant to come on and talk about it. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't hide their light under a bushel. Okay. Because yeah. um, it is called football manager hair on politicians. That's a good idea, and it just—it's probably a lot of work. Though. Everyone's a winner and gives you a cheap laugh. Today's was uh, Mahatma Gandhi with the hair of Michel Platini, and it works remarkably well. Uh, so it's cool. I'm just looking it up now. It's called football managers. No fo- football manager hair on politicians. Okay, it's great. You're looking it up now. Yeah. They gave us William Hague uh, in various stages of his life with the hair of Howard Wilkinson. So you're thinking, well, that all sounds fairly pointless. It is, but like most things on social media, of course, that doesn't stop it being funny. Uh, Andrea Ledson with the hair of Graham Potter. Yeah. That's, uh, that Thomas Jefferson well. with the hair of Roy Keane. Yeah. That's weird, isn't uh, it? David Meller with the hair of Stephen Gerrard, uh, <laughs> which I think is very much preferable to his own hair at the moment, <laughs> which has so, turned really. into Beauty and the Beast for some reason. I quite reason. like Mahatma Gandhi with the hair of Michelle Platini. I just did that. One at the yeah. beginning. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just working. In, I'm just, I'm just, just working in an echo. That's all right. That's right. Um, Steve McLaren. Three stages of Donald Trump with the hair of Steve McLaren works uh, <laughs> rather well, which is probably what he'd look like if if he if he was honest. And Amber Rudd with the hair of Ray Lewington. <laughs> so yeah, it's look, it's just. I mean, it's a I typical just, social media. It's a quite a you know, it's quite a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I love it. 
I mean, I've got to be honest. Yeah, I don't um, like it as much as you do. I think it's a bit of a waste of time, to be honest. <laughs> what's, what, what's not to like about something? What, what's the point? The joke, there is, there's no the joke, point. The joke wears a bit thin. I've just looked at it, and I've, after about three that I laughed at, then the next ones I just went, yeah, okay. Get the okay, idea. so Tony Blair with the hair of David Pleat. That doesn't do it for you, no? Not really. Okay, no. fair enough. Well, yeah, maybe it's me then. <laughs> maybe it's me, or maybe it's me and the other 43... Well, then, uh, you can't base anything on that. No, I know you The fact can't. that people no. like something on social media doesn't, I mean, mean, if we doesn't up, mean it's any good, If does we it? put up a picture of you uh, <laughs> SB naked in the next five minutes, I would imagine <laughs> I would imagine people would flock to it, wouldn't they? Yeah. Did you see that last Thursday was the hottest day Especially ever? if you had the hair of Michel Platini. <laughs> yeah, well, I wish I had his hair. <laughs> yeah. uh, Thursday was the hottest day ever. And I don't was quite it? get no, this. It can't be. Apparently. What, in this country or in the world? No, in this country. Oh, obviously. OK. Sorry. <laughs> not the hottest day ever anywhere. That's right, yeah. <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. No, here. Thursday was the UK's hottest day on record. Yeah. The Met Office confirmed, mm. uh, beating the previous highs. Uh, it means that uh, Britain joined Belgium, Germany and Holland in breaking national records, so we didn't want to be left behind. It's all... It's like a competitive sport, weather. Yeah. You know, hotter than, colder than... You know, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's quite interesting, really. But anyway, it's a bit Schadenfreude, isn't it? Because some, you know, we especially mm. love it in the summer where your kind of mates go on holiday and you realise it's pouring down. It's about a nice sort of mm. 75, 80 degrees here, and you know, a yeah. bit of a breeze. Oh yeah, no, and you're no. getting the better of the weather. <laughs> and they've true. flown, you know, yeah, they're on holiday and spend money. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's, that's, one, that's the time when can, weather can be competitive. Certainly. Did you read that Mike Tyndall apparently has been told by the royal firm, the royal family, to be a bit the more... The royal di- firm? Well, the firm, they call it. <laughs> Make them, them sound quite sinister, don't <laughs> well, you? Well, that's what they're known as. They're, okay. They're not the old firm, obviously. No, they're not the old firm. <laughs> but they are, they are known as the firm, aren't yeah. they, the royal family? And he's been told by the firm oh, yeah. to be a little bit more discreet. Which Who I think is a bit... Mike Tyndall. Mike Tyndall. Which I think is a bit harsh. I mean, we know Mike. We've known him over the years, and he used to be on with Colin Murray all the time. He never spoke out of turn. Let never, me tell the firm this sp- afternoon. Yeah. You'd, 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 you'd put things to him, you'd throw him the odd curtain. Yeah, never, you did. He his never. lips were sealed. I felt that's he what I found. He never said a word, did he? <laughs> he, never, he never let any of the secrets from the family get out there. <laughs> and uh, in Striker, the strip cartoon, football cartoon in the sun. Oh, yeah. Warbury about to get a woman manager. I think that's quite... Uh, quite progressive, isn't quite it? Quite progressive. So we'll watch This was that interesting. Uh, someone who knows about these things, uh, Tarek Panja, and, uh, uh, kind of knows his football and mm. financing football, took to Twitter today and talking uh, about the Nicolas Pepe deal. And he said, though reports suggest Arsenal will get five years to pay Lille 80 million euros for Pepe. Chances are Lille would have sold that onto a third-party financing company in return for about 70... I didn't know they were allowed to do that. Yeah, in return for about 70 to 75 million. It will be that company that will be paid over five years. So they take a hit to get a substantial amount of it, and then Mm. the financing company obviously take their cut. But I thought that was a bit of an insight, really. Not a lot of people would know that. I think it suggests that I felt this for a long time. I think transfers are an utter waste of money. The only thing they do is they help the lower levels, the grassroots, but actually between big clubs, it's an absolute waste of money. I mean, it should be like American sport where there aren't transfers, you know. Players. So really, there are. I mean, you've got yeah. a very different system there. I mean, you've but got it's very different because you've got the draft system, yeah. but you've also got. It's basically a contract. So players would it's go a contract for system. So yeah. basically, when your contract's coming to an end, the club will either offer you a bigger contract 
or you're free to go and join somebody else. I don't see what, why you should have, why all this money, especially so much of it goes out the game to agents and all that. It's never going to change, of course. What but, would be uh, the cut-off, though, Andy? That wouldn't be easy to work out, would it? What would be no, the cut-off I haven't, I haven't no given, given it full thought. No, but no, it's I, interesting. But I do, I, you do think that, don't you? It, it seems like a you know, waste of money, really. But it it does. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. There could be a good yeah. fanzine. Rupert Bell's battered Panama. That'd be good. We'll buy it, <laughs> wouldn't we? all about it. When you say the best bits, it really is the silliest bits. Yes, the silliest. There, well, there was other, there was other very good worthy bits. bits. Very good show. bits, but we choose not to put them in. I mean, I'm always keener than Andy. Um, I but, think you just want the silly bits, don't you? Well, I don't. I'm, tell oh, yeah. us answers on a postcard. Do people still send postcards? They don't, do they? What's the point? Do they even sell them? Anyway, that's us. Um, we will catch up with you tomorrow. Gareth Batty. We're in Australia building up to the ashes. We've got Dominic Holland, comedian. Uh, Dad of Tom. That's what he's become, Dad of Tom. We'll talk yeah, about that, of course. Tom Holland, Spider-Man, of course. And lots more besides. Have a great evening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.